We're here. Happy Friday. It's Faz time. Fazalicious. Faz time. What's up, sir? How's Hanging out being cool, looking good. So the only notable uh, for this week is uh, yesterday, my lovely wife had her 50th. And uh, she wasn't younger happy, of course. Younger than she me. wasn't happy, yeah. So uh, I, I reassured her and I told her, I said, you don't have anywhere near as many wrinkles as I thought you'd have at 50. And you said half century. That's a, that's, that's, that's a good age. <laughs> she, uh, she, she's taken it like a champ. The decades hit me hard when I hit 50, the decade 40 hit me hard. 30 hit me hard. Oh. 50 hit me pretty hard. Yeah. Cause I realized I was like, wow, that's a long freaking time on this planet. I'm still in disbelief. I mean, I'm, I'm 51 and I'm just like, really? I mean, every day I'm just like, <laughs> really? Uh, uh, no, uh, Okay, I guess that's 50. Hmm, really? 50 is a long time. Well, you're like 53, aren't you? I will be 53 in about two and a half weeks. Well, if you remember uh, Dukes of Hazard, Roscoe P. Coltrane, he was 53 <laughs> years old. So you're, you're, you're the old sheriff now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was older than Boss Sheriff. The sheriff in town. So, speaking of sheriffs who enforce the law, we have a very big law enforcement czar who, regard uh, depending on who you listen to, could either be the actual enforcer or someone who's pretending to want to grab all that power. Depends how you look at it. According to I just saw a tweet. According to the uh, the SEC uh, chief from back during the first Bush administration, forgot his name. He just died the other day. Um, they they mentioned in one of his tweets that uh, he had said um, the SEC makes an enforcement action. Basically, they 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 kind of they um, they put out an enforcement action, and then the courts decide whether that's valid. Um, so, you know, they, the SEC can't make the rules. They can simply suggest that the rules might be broken. And then it's the court that decides whether the rules are actually broken. So this SEC chief, Gary Gensler, seems to think that the very act of accusation is enough. And, and, and he's been quoted as, you know, people are like, hey, you know, uh, how, how do we know the rules of the road? And he has actually said things like, well, you, you've seen other lawsuits, what, 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 when we labeled something a security. So, you know, from these other lawsuits, you know, what a security is and what it isn't. That's apparently that's, that's enough for him. But those other lawsuits are accusations only, especially if you're pointing to ones that aren't done. These things take years to wind through court. So the biggest bomb to drop with this, with this whole uh, Coinbase and Binance US thing is they have a recording from Gensler last year, uh, when he was testifying, where he said right on the on the record that the SEC does not have the enforcement ability for exchanges because Congress has not authorized that. So that is a really, really big bombshell that that judge is not going to be able to 
challenge at this point. They're, they're going to challenge it instantly and say, look, he even knew he couldn't regulate these exchanges without an act of Congress. Congress hasn't done anything. We don't even have a case here. I thought that they came back and said that that was Gary Gensler's opinion and not of the SEC. See, they keep doing this with with uh, Hinman and with the with, with all the things that their lawyers said in the XRP Ripple case was that all these SEC people can say this is my opinion, but the SEC doesn't agree. Well, what does the SEC feel like? Because I mean, they've also said that uh, Hinman's the things Hinman said is. It was his opinion. It wasn't his opinion. It was opinion of the department he was in, but not of the SEC. Well, and and they have also said with that that the SEC is claiming he was supposed to give a different speech and went on his own and went off that script when he made the comments that he made uh, at that speech. So they're trying to hedge their bets the best they can. That's why they had been pushing for uh, the SEC has been pushing for that to be tagged as a personal speech, not a official SEC speech. Well, the problem with the Ripple case is the SEC has been contradicting themselves in the case so much that the, that the judge reprimanded them for it. Right. Yeah, it it's it's a bad look. And, and really, it does. And you said this the last time we did a really deep dive on this, maybe eight months ago. You made a, a very valid point in that. It the whole blame for all of this it goes directly to Congress because Congress is the one that has to to make the the determination on who can oversee this and when they can oversee it and then once that's handed to them once that's granted to the SEC they can then craft rules around it but Congress has been sitting on their hands doing nothing but trying to make headlines. Right, with and statements. which means if there's no rules, then it's the Wild West, and the Wild West basically means if some then, – then somebody can just come and say something. The SEC can simply just say shit, and then people have to go by that until they're proven wrong. That's the problem. And so they're saying stuff that they know is wrong, that they know somehow gets it get overturned. But then they're going all the way to the mat on this crazy shit with the XRP Ripple stuff over all this crazy stuff that they say. They're going all the way to the mat to somehow assert that they have the power that they don't. They're just trying to see what sticks. Well, that's what the majority of lawsuits does anyway, right? So you don't go any any crime, right? You go after somebody for murder. You say this person did this with this weapon, with this motive. That's what we believe. And it's up to to the jury then to decide if that's right. Or in this case with crypto, it's up to the judge to decide whether those are valid claims. Yeah, but So you're right. They're just case, throwing shit up there to see what sticks. But generally in a case, my understanding is that, uh, and I'm not a lawyer, is that you press a case saying that they did this with this weapon and with, with in, in this room with Colonel Mustard and stuff like that. But then as the case has been going on with the XRP case, my observation is that they keep switching weapons and switching people. Until they until they think that they're getting somewhere. Well, and Which judges I is no no, or just makes you look stupid. Well, we we've discussed this ad nauseum too about the uh, securities laws being so broad on purpose, right? So that they can suck in as much as they possibly can to see if they can get a precedent set, so that that can be and that's how you, can you know, used going forward, right? So the 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 big problem with that is that. This isn't like an orange grove, which is where 
the uh, the original Howie test came from was from an orange grove. And defining investment contract in crypto is tough. They, they're even trying to get a ruling that a smart contract call is indicative of a investment contract. Well, yeah, they're, they're trying, they're trying wordplay and everything else to even in right. the XRP ripple case. So they're, 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 they're being so shameless about it that they're, that, that they're looking really stupid, but they don't care because they can spend as much money and as much time as they need to prosecute a case. And they, it, they have infinite resources. Which makes me interested uh, about how it's going to work with Binance because Ripple has been holding off the SEC for $150 million the last right. two years. Well, Binance just said that they'll dedicate $1 billion to it. That means they can right. drag it out for as long as they need to drag it out. But so I SEC did post that. that. What's that? I posted that yesterday in CFA. I got an email from Binance US. They are going to be uh, crypto only as yeah. of the 13th. Uh, and they're Note saying, the "Note the date." Yeah, there. Well, well, wait. We can get into that, but there's a lot more. So, uh, as of the 13th, they're going to suspend incoming and outgoing ACH transfers. They're saying it's because the banking partners are under pressure from the SEC to stop that. So it's not something that they're doing voluntarily. This is their banking partners are saying, we're not going to process your stuff anymore. So the bankers are now tucked up under Gary's wings. All right. You also have some other uh, events happening on the 16th. Where did I see that? The 16th, somebody else is stopping it, too. I just saw that tweet when I got home from work today. There's another major player that's going to stop on the 16th. Um, they're really pushing narratives hardcore on this. They're trying to just squeeze things out. And they're, and they're, somebody compared the Binance lawsuit and the Coinbase lawsuit and the tokens they said were securities. They're not the same on both platforms. They're just trying to create so much fear that people will stop doing it. They're closing the banks down so people will stop doing it. We said this a year ago on our cast. That's the way they're going to attack this is they're going to create so much fear and confusion that people are just going to go, Psh, don't need it. Well, they just want to wear people down. And in, and in my case, you know, uh, as with a lot of people in crypto, I'll hold it all the way down to zero and wait for it to rise from its ashes, which it will. Uh, in my opinion, the, the crypto and NFTs, NFTs being part of crypto, represents a new way of of owning and transferring value that that is very valuable. Yes, it is valuable to use United States banknotes, but it is valid. It is valuable to not use them too. And that the problem is the U.S. wants the entire value area. They they don't want you to have any sort of note. That has a value like cash because they want to own the whole concept of cash and i think that's going away and and again transferring value like nfts it with an nft you can encapsulate value that isn't cash you can encapsulate gain like how much time you spent on a game you can encapsulate that in an nft that has value that cannot be captured by dollars that's very so, true they don't want the competition against anything that that the central bank look so 
they call him Goldman Gary, right? He 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 spent his entire career prior to this in banking. He's part of the elite banking system. And now suddenly he's at the SEC and now he's trying to help those people who made him what he is today. Well, help. I mean, that's if, if that's his, his all of his friends and his entire support system, that's how he works. That's how he's going to get power. So, of course, that's that's how he gets his job done is through those banking people. It's uh, it's not looking good. And I think I think that they don't have a, a valid fair shot because people like us, most people who are actually into crypto, not not your fly by nights, not your people that come in and throw a thousand dollars at the Pepe coin or Doge coin to try and get rich quick. The true crypto people know better. We're not taking big hits. Bitcoin didn't drop to 10,000 because of this. Ethereum didn't drop to 50 cents because of this. Even what the, the tokens they named aren't dropping by more than three or 4%. So that that sends a message back that there's a lot of people like you and I are talking right now, and it's like we're not going anywhere. You can do there's, whatever you want to do. We're not going anywhere. Well, so what I, I think is is going to happen personally is they're going to tighten it more and more and more in the United States, and then eventually all the business is going to go overseas, and then they're going to have they're going to make a lot of money doing that, and then the United States after a period of time, which I don't know how long that'll be. They're going to try to get something else going, and after a while, they're going to find a way to bring it back because that's where the money is. And when they bring it back, that's when all the people that are currently in crypto in the United States will will wind up making money. But until then, you'll probably have to go overseas just to cash – like I might have to go overseas to sell an NFT and collect no, money on it. Well, that, they're going to make that very difficult as well. They've already – Years ago, they already uh, managed to get the, the numbered Swiss bank accounts turned around. They're going to do the same for crypto. And if you go overseas, they're going to be monitoring you. And they're, they're going to know your addresses, and they're going to be monitoring. They can get into your phone now. We all know that. Well, wait, wait a minute. They're, okay. No, it's, there, there's more to it than that. Like, for example, um, if, if you want to uh, – uh, it used to be if you wanted to go smoke weed, you had to go to Amsterdam. Okay, um, are you saying uh, now you can smoke weed in various cities in the United States, which is good? Um, however, if you were to you were to fly to Amsterdam, smoke some weed, and come back, even though it's against U.S. federal law, you're not going to get charged. That's because law has to do with location. Are you saying that there's a bunch of laws saying that if you were to go overseas and sell something and collect money for it, um, that that's against the law? They will they will freeze your tether or USDC uh, wallet address. I guarantee it. When you're overseas, if you if you do a transaction and then come back and they well, discover that, I bet you they would freeze it. Well, uh, I'm I'm thinking if if you sold something for Bitcoin or, or you sold your Bitcoin for ten thousand dollars and then sent your your US dollars back, I mean. Your U.S. dollars at $10,000, you're going to have a tracer on that, and they're going to be asking you questions because it's over the limit, remember? And you say, hey, it's perfectly legal to sell Bitcoin in this country. I'm telling you, they're going to see, they're going to find a way to seize those assets. That's my opinion. I really, I, I think if they take it to that level, they will absolutely do that. 
Well, or they will tax it to death. They'll just say there's an 80% tax on proceeds of overseas crypto transactions. Or or say if they catch you, or say you're money laundering, you went overseas to get this money. Yeah, and and they will. I mean, that's the same thing as the drug trade, right? Just because you go to Colombia and make a drug transaction, the minute you walk back into the U.S., you're going to be arrested. So it, it, I don't think if they really took it to that level, I think people would leave and not come back. Well, I think yeah. I, mean, I think this country would would vanish if uh, if Bitcoin went to just Bitcoin. If Bitcoin went to a million dollars per Bitcoin, and the United States made it like permanently illegal. Fuck yeah, I'd leave the United States. It'd be like okay, so <laughs> I can have more buying power over in other countries anyway. Or a million. I, I do think. If if you haven't listened to Faz and I over the last two years, where we've said about 4,000 times, get your shit off the exchanges. If you've never listened to us about that, now would be a really good time to listen to us. Go to an exchange, make a transaction, pull it back out. Do not leave anything on exchanges. It could be any exchange. It could be that quick that things get frozen. Just do the right thing. So... What what do you think that these cases have any merit or is is this just posturing? Well, until a court case proves these enforcement actions valid, they don't have very much merit. I mean, they they I'd like to see what they're what right now what they're using is a theory that crypto doesn't that crypto is a security. Okay, fine. Um the the the, the problem is the the um the zone in which they're doing it. I mean, it's like again, you can you can smoke weed in one U.S. state, but not smoke it in another U.S. state. Right now, does the United States say that crypto is illegal? Crypto is not dollars. Well, the SEC is trying to assert a new theory to say, I don't care what it is. Uh, we're technology neutral. Um, you know, whatever you're doing, if it's a security, like it's a security. Well, these people who say that they're not technology neutral are allowing other things to be fine if, if they're allowing other technological things to get a pass, but they're not consistent with, with their own descriptions with things. And so a lot of, a lot of their descriptions don't, just don't make sense. They need a court case to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that it's, it's okay, this kind of thing is illegal or this is the actual interpretation. And mm-hmm. yes, I get the, the I, my non-lawyer self, I get the idea where they're saying, yes, if you treat anything like a security, it's a security. But John Deaton has said there's not a single case since the SEC came about that says oranges are a security. You can treat an orange as a security, but oranges are not. And they're trying to say oranges are a security. Crypto is the security. So that's, if they can pin that down to that being a security, that's groundbreaking. I mean, that, that, that's, that's going to just lead the whole future so jesse said it very well when he came on uh you can have something be a security at issue and not be a security later on in the secondary market yes but conversely who decides decides? well conversely you can have a fair launch that's determined to be a security later based on what the centralized entity does to it after it's issued and how they use it, such as like for pre-funding or pre-sales or things like that, it can turn a non-security into a a security. 
So here's and the thing. If, if you it's have how it's used. So here's the thing. Who gets to decide that – this is rhetorical. Who gets to decide that and when? Because what the the SEC can always come back and say, you were security for five days. Thus, we're going we're, we're gonna to sue you for those five days and then request these remedies that you need to actually change some things and so on. Even if you're not security afterward, they can say you're security now. In fact, you're always on trial, so to speak, because they, they could say at any time, uh, yeah, apparently you're security now. Why? And – Boy, wouldn't it be nice if there were just a set of rules that if you just abided by these four or five things that you'd never be a security. People – that's how businesses flourish is they know the rules and they can act within them. But if you're always guessing what the rules are, businesses can't flourish. And so that's that's why they do what they do. They don't want businesses to be sure about what's going on with crypto, and that's how they, they curtail growth in the crypto er area. And that's how the U.S. government keeps the U.S. dollar worth more. Because the SEC is intentionally keeping things vague under the guise of making things more clear. Good point. That's a very good point. It's, it's, and go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, and and that is exactly where this the Coinbase side of this is going. Because Brian, the the CEO there, is basically saying, no, we're we're not stopping staking. No, we're not doing this. No, we're not doing that until we get a court-issued document that says we have to. And that's where people came out of the woodwork. Well, you delisted XRP when they got sued, you know, and they're saying he's talking out of both sides of his face. Well, I, I think, okay, so with the XRP thing, um, I'm going to give them Coinbase a bit of a break because that was the first time that something like that had come up, that something notable had come up, and they said, you know what, we're going to do this, and we're going to wait till the court case. Is, is, is done with, and then the, we're going to relist it. All this stuff has happened since then, and now all these other coins, and they don't want to just stop every single coin when that happens, so they're just, they just drew a line. They're like, okay, well, we did it with XRP. We're not going to do it with anything more because XRP case is wrapping up soon. Let's hope. Now, the, the other side of that is your Binance side, right? And you have these allegations against CZ that he took billions of dollars and washed it through companies that he owned and they don't know what happened to some of the money and they can't find some of the money and yada, yada, yada. If that's true, it's like the FTX part of it. I, I would agree that, that something has to be done about that. But well, just because they're running an exchange, I, I, I don't see the basis of anything changing. So here, here's the thing is you can actually say – a lot of, I mean, I would suppose that they're using money laundering, um, the, the money laundering charge. You can say something is money laundering if you somehow lose traceability on that. Um, if, if Binance ever worked with Tornado Cash or anything like that, they can say because they they anonymized the money or because they because they made it it untraceable, therefore it's it's laundered. The other side of that is they are saying that, that Binance, not Binance US, but Binance themselves did the wink, wink with the KYC requirements. Nope, sorry, you don't have the documentation, but if you used a VPN, we wouldn't know the difference, wink, wink, and let a lot of people on board, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on board with bullshit KYC. That's another big part of this lawsuit. Okay, gee, if only there was a rule that was published that they could follow. There is no, you know, 
if, if and so remember now that um, I saw a tweet about this too. Remember now that we have um, just like China, you know, there's there's the, the Great Wall of China where where everything's been filtered and, and people have to use VPNs to get around it. Now the United States wants to have a Great Wall of the United States where people cannot go to other countries and, and do stuff like you know do right. do things like that too. So we're kind of we're kind of starting to do what we decry of other countries. But it makes a certain amount of sense. I understand that um, that Binance should probably work a little bit harder with the VPN, but at least be consistent. Can you do this VPN with other things besides banking? Can you do it with video games? Can you do it with videos? Can you do it with other things? Oh, my God. You can do it with, like, a whole bunch of stuff. So now what rule do you need to follow? You know, is this a banking rule? Is this an exchange rule? Is this a, is this a general when you, you go over the Internet kind of rule? I would think maybe it's it's like some sort of banking rule, but exchanges aren't banks, and exchanges so, aren't stock exchanges. This is this is a perfect dovetail, right? So the other article that you posted that I found really fascinating is that over in Europe they're fast tracking crypto regulations, and they're expecting to have full regulations decided within within twelve months, according to that article. Okay. So yeah, that's a that's a big difference in how part half of the world is going well and and so that what you just said was part of that article in that they're going to give those regulations that will apply not only to the crypto exchanges but to the banks as well and that would be huge right because there would be clarity and banks would have the ability to custody it and that's their biggest fear is, is the the banks are saying hey you can't cut us out of the financial system here so they're tailoring a lot of that to make now it's going to suck for retail. All right. They're, they're going to make it suck for retail. But the banks being included will, I think, open up the rails 100 times more. And that, you know, I was okay. just going to I was just going to end with even if that means you've got to pay that bank a 2 percent fee to conduct a crypto transaction, they'll be happy. OK, so that's fine if the banks custody crypto because the whole point of crypto is that you are actually able to custody it yourself and you're actually able to do these things yourself it's kind of like oh i don't know you can drive a car or ride a bicycle or you can get on a bus you can do both it's not like you can you should only ride buses in the world well it shouldn't be that the only place you could put your money is in a bank but. well that's a great point because here's the thing Banks are going away anyway. The boomers are the last generation that that understand the traditional banking system and want to be a part of it. Our generation and everybody behind us, they don't need banks. They have Cash App. They have Strike. They have online banking. You can go to Robinhood and do your banking through there. Wait, wait, but wait, wait. the banks, the banks are colluding with the big payroll companies and they're 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 restricting well, what you can do let's make some things clear first of all uh, i want to make sure that that we're, we're talking about the same things because when you use a credit card you're ultimately using a bank when you use debit card debit card you're using a bank and what when whenever right now we don't need dollar bills in this world because we could just go and slap down a card and get food and services now the bummer about that is if you use a credit card or a debit card or, or something like that, that account can get locked. Even if you use a burner card, uh, that account can get locked. 
when you have cash dollars in your hand that can't get locked um so that's the neat thing about crypto is it's the same as cash because you you have something that can't be locked um, it can be if you're well, certain if ones, you're in a, yeah. certain ones like usdc and tether maybe but um right. but bitcoin can't be locked um so that's that's what people want. They want that freedom to where they're not required to go into a bank. And this dovetails to something that you tweeted, which is about not being able to get into a grocery store unless you scanned your phone, uh, uh, scan, scan something to get in the door. Yeah, that, that, that basically it's a says test. To me, that says to me you need an account with that grocery store with your name and address in order to enter the store. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about that is whenever you buy anything from that store – you're giving them your name and address anyway. Whenever you go to Amazon, you're giving them your name and address anyway. The only difference is, in a store at least, you can walk in and pay cash. Amazon, you can't, but um, but you 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 can at least pay cash. And so th- that store that requires you to scan something has just removed the cash option altogether. Most places have re- removed cash. We went last week. We took our annual trip. We have a minor league baseball team for the for the Cleveland Indians that's in right up the road from us. And we once a year in the spring, we go to a game. We get huge discounts off tickets and food because the kids go to the, the schools that's, to get the kids to go. We do that every year. And we got there, and they do not take cash at all anymore. They won't accept it. You have to use a card, and they strongly prefer that you use an app. They make it way harder to even use a card. So you can't use cash. They make it very difficult to make to use a card. They want you using an app to make that payment. So the just fighting with my son. My son uh, is going to be 16 in the fall. And so he's getting his learner's permit. And he got his first job. So they need a direct deposit. Do you understand how difficult it is to get a kid his own account? Now, I get it because he's under 18 and isn't subject, so they won't issue him even a debit card because that can be – there's legal you know, with what he buys and all that. He can only have an ATM card. But here's the kicker, and this is why I went off on my tangent a few minutes ago. My kid got Cash App because you can get Cash App at 15. So he downloaded Cash App. He linked it to one of our bank accounts. He's all set up. They sent him a debit card. I mean, perfect banking, perfect way to go. The payroll company refused to direct deposit to that routing number because it's Cash App. So he couldn't get, and that's why I said they're colluding all the way around. All these people like to collude. So if, if I wanted... Um, direct deposit to Cash App. My would my payroll company do that? I don't. I don't know. That's funny. I don't know if it's just for young people or if they've just said we're not buying into this Cash App thing because you're not using a traditional bank for whatever reason. Oh, but that's still censorship. That that's that's crap. If I give you a number and say deposit my money here. Fuck you. Deposit my money there. Well, and I I think that's I think that's nuts. Okay. I, I would say that your payroll check is used to depositing in banks, and your banks actually have their own sets of rules. Now, you can't say, go to this treasure chest and, and convert your stuff to coins and, de- and deposit in this treasure chest because that's not the same as a bank. So they don't – they, in that sense, they can say that they don't support crypto 
or they don't support this kind of transaction. But what gets me is if Cash App, yeah, they, they just don't support those kind of transactions. Yeah, and that's 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 crap to me. But uh, that's a whole nother another cast. Anyway, getting back to the after going down the rabbit hole on that, if Europe and Asia and heck even Russia, Australia, any of these people uh, and countries come out with these regulations to make it simple and easy, and the United States is the only one that that drags their feet and doesn't do it. We're screwed, man. They're, We're totally they're screwed that, over here. They're, they're using that as a way to control the world. Um, basically, they're going to do it to see how far they can get with it until the rest of the world just does it, goes its own way without the United States. And then the United States will eventually fold and, and do it that way. But I don't know how long that could take. That could take five years. It could take 50. You know, uh, there's, there's lots of, you know, there are things that are legal in other countries that are illegal here. And for the longest time, you know, you could smoke pot in other countries, but not here. So that's an example where the United States is starting to fold and going, well, we'll do it for this jurisdiction. But the thing is, they've, they've, um, if we were to talk about pot, um, weed, they spent, the United States has spent so long demonizing drugs and demonizing weed to where now everybody in every, all the states in the United States are all like, well, is this bad? Is this good? And they're starting to, to dial in, okay, weed isn't that bad. People smoke. You know, weed, weed actually isn't that big of a deal. Um, and so slowly the states are kind of coming online. I'm hoping that doesn't have to happen that way with crypto. But they're, they're, that's why we actually need some political governmental leadership on this. But remember, the government – in my opinion, the government doesn't know how to solve banking issues. If you were to go back to 2009, when everything fell apart and Bitcoin was invented for that reason, you had two presidents at the time. You had Bush and Obama, one from each side, you know, the political spectrum. You had one conservative and one liberal. And Bush, what he do? He did what the banker said. He printed more money. Obama, he came in. What he do? He did what the banker said. He he printed money. And what that said to me is. Neither of them have no fucking clue. Neither side has no fucking clue on what to do about our failing money system. So they're just going to keep it going. Meanwhile, something new comes along like Bitcoin. It starts getting – it starts you know, gaining in popularity. The, the politicians still don't know what to do about the failing money system, but they certainly don't want somebody else coming into it and taking the whole equation out of their hands. Um, they don't want people – they don't want an alternate money system to come into place that they don't control. And so that's why you see – the United States starting to do things like, well, we we like a uh, what do you what do you call that uh, the U.S. coin uh, CB something C B D C central bank yeah. digital currency. They're like, okay, we can do crypto. Let's do a central bank digital currency. Well, that's centralized. That's that that's not that's not decentralized like crypto. So they're 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 trying to say, oh well, this is this is the same thing. No, it's not. I mean, yes, it uses some of the features of crypto, but it 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 it's like taking the wheels off of a car you know and, and and you know making it make putting it on skis it's like uh no um so so there there's bitcoin and crypto is a is a demonstratively better way of doing these things it quantifies monetary transactions into real units whereas Regular bank transactions aren't quantified. There's a lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge going on. If you send money from one bank to another bank, 
or even overseas, there's a lot of, did we send you the money? I don't know. Do, well, let's look on paper. Did the money get sent? Okay, I guess it got sent. Okay, well, then the money got transferred. Well, Bitcoin has a law, has, has a ledger that you can just go check the ledger. Well, in regular money, each bank has to look at their ledger, and hopefully they line up, and if they don't, well, then who's going to pay? You're, you're, you're going to suffer. So they, it's, it, they got this sloppy system that doesn't work very well, and Bitcoin has something that works instantly, every transaction, all the time. It's a better technology. Well, and there's no way to put people in the middle of that either. So that is a, another big threat to their system. Well, a middleman is how the capitalistic world, how, how the world has made money since day one. It's it's If you're going to sell something and somebody else is going to buy something, the middleman is there to facilitate the transaction, hopefully to make things easier. But if, but uh, And that's, that's run the world. That's, that's why we have so many services in this world is because people need help doing things. Well, you don't really need help with Bitcoin if it's all automatic. And well, we're all and it's yeah, we're and all it's instant. Banks doing stuff for us. I could I could jump on Lightning and send you or Glitch, who's halfway around the world, instantly within five seconds. It's in your wallet and spendable. Well, with and with, with XRP, yeah. yeah. Well, Bitcoin, lightning too. Takes a little bit long. Well, yeah. Like, not, okay. Well, wait a minute. Lightning has its own uniqueness about it. Uh, lightning requires um, uh, Vostro and Nostro accounts still. XRP does not. I just want to make that clear. Oh, here we go. Back down the XRP train. Here we here we go. That's that's literally how it works. No, I, lightning, I understand. Lightning but... at least interfaces to the existing monetary system well. Uh, XRP requires an exchange. In order for that that stuff to happen, great. Um, it's as easy as sending an email. If, if Nostro and Vostro accounts are basically, well, the money doesn't really exist unless it's on the other side, and and they can subtract money from their ledger, you can add it to their yours, and if you get that mixed up, there's still there's still possibility for problems. At least the Lightning with Lightning, you have addition an additional ledger to to verify against. Great, and you can do it quickly. Great, but you still have to have those accounts. So. Uh, okay, it's maybe a baby half quarter step in the right direction. Still better than what we got, no matter what token or coin that you use. Sure, yeah, it's better than what we got, definitely. And if and people determine the value of things, anything can be used as money. And uh, you know your your sign on your wall or your your beautiful um, library things, what card catalogs? There we go. Those can be used as money because they can be exchanged for a lawnmower. Somebody might have a lawnmower you want, and they want your. Oh, that's that's so, called barter. The, the problem, the reason you well, can't use car okay. catalogs is you need a standard. Not everybody has them. No, it's not a standard, but it's it's an exchange of value. Money is nothing more than an exchange of value, right? Well, okay. So no, no, money, if two people is, can agree, money is an abstracted exchange of value. When you just say when you're saying something is nothing more than an exchange of value. You're leaving out the best part, which is the abstraction that money provides and Bitcoin provides too, by the way. Well, uh, I could turn around and sell if I trade you for your card catalogs. I could turn around and sell those card catalogs for physical money too. But it's an exchange of value. If two people can agree on yeah, what money is. That's called bartering. It, well, it doesn't matter what it's called. It's still a monetary transaction. It's value for value. Um, no, because what's valuable to me, it's not a monetary transaction. If you change one of these card catalogs for skateboard or something, that's a, okay. That's a so 
Okay, so then uh, NFTs. Clear N- the well, reason- no, then NFTs are the same way because somebody might yeah. value the yep, town of the prince and trade it for something mm-hmm. else, right? So then that's not a monetary transaction, is what you're trying to tell me? Nope. In a, exchanging one NFT for another NFT would not be a monetary transaction. It'd be a, akin to a barter transaction. Since it's not, so then this is a not token defined. You could call it an NFT transaction. A but. token buying a transaction then is a barter. Yeah, sure. Why not? Then well, why are we subject to minute. monetary rules? Wait, wait a minute. Uh, you have a monetary tra- – if money is part of it, then, then you're, it's a monetary transaction. It's it's a token. It's not you're money, right? You just there, said so. I kept up with you. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, you now did. Now he's walking it back. Walk it back, walk. Faz. Walk it back. Okay, you, you can say whatever you want, um, but <laughs> not true. Um, so, so what's neat about NFTs is the fact that you can encapsulate value into some sort of standardized package. That's awesome because – if you wanted to barter, I don't know, eggs for cows, you're going to have to take care of the eggs and take care of the co- the cows. But if you can make everything electronic, virtual eggs for virtual cows, great. They're all called NFTs now, and that that's, puts them in a nice category where the value is standardized. Great. Oh, there we go. We could, we could start a farm and NFT the cows, and people could buy the cows for the meat or the milk or a live cow using NFTs. Why aren't farmers getting on that? So that's what Miranda's is doing. That's a game. I'm talking about real life. I'm talking about out in the middle of Colorado. Game economies are going to rival real life economies. And that's that's something also the U.S. government really doesn't like because they really can't control that. I see the IRS does not doesn't seem to agree with that. (laughs) Well, the the IRS (laughs) wants to call everything a money transaction. So if you were to if you were to barter something, they're going to say, what what's the current value of this? And you owe that current value. Right. It's what I said. It's value market. for value. Which would well, That's according money to the is. tax man, according to the tax man, they want their cut. It's still not a monetary transaction, but the IRS is going to to value it so that they can pull the tax out. That there's there's no well, contradiction there. Well, okay, so you, people have tried and failed to argue that wages are a barter too. You're exchanging your labor for. Dollar bills for well, a value. I said if, I said if, if dollar bills are on one, uh, if money is on one side of it, then it's not a barter. So well, at least my okay. So if they pay me, if they pay me in Bitcoin, then since you seem to think that that's not money, that's property according to the United States government. It's property. So I'm trading my my labor for property. So I don't according have to pay to tax on yes. that. Yeah, I don't have to pay tax on that. Unfortunately, I'm, my labor is way more valuable okay, than that look, Bitcoin. The same goes with barter. If you were to do barter with everything physical instead of NFTs, the United States government, the IRS is going to say the same thing. They're going to say, what's the value of that? You're, you're charged taxes for that too. So it doesn't matter. You can If it's you're trading NFTs or trading, trading chickens for cows, they're still going to tax you the same way. They're going to say what it's worth. And if you don't come up with one, they'll come up with one. And they're going to use whatever – Whatever method that they want, which is why you have an opportunity to say, I use this market down the street to buy and sell my, my cows and eggs, and this is its apparent dollar value. So you're going to get $50 or five, so much and percent that this transaction. is exactly why they want to call crypto securities, because if they can regulate it, there's a guarantee they can assign a value to it. Is that whereas now, my, well, whereas my, now my they can't. Is, my, my thought is they want to call crypto securities because if they can regulate it, then they can control it. And then they can say, you literally cannot trade Bitcoin unless these things happen. We need to know that the, the name, 
social security number and phone number of every single transaction that you do, which they have asked for in, in, in situations. They want KYC. Yeah, they, they put that out there in that one bill that we argued about. And so if they can successfully regulate it the way that they want, then they can control it. And then and, and then they can – well, they, they, can, they can just control it. They can't control Bitcoin, but they can control what you do when you get it, and that's the same thing. That's, they just want to control it. That's really it. That's all the control they can get out of it is holding you accountable for transactions. Well, they, they make it they, they make it to where they, they want you to feel like you're being protected because they're being a watchdog. And great. But how far does that go? I mean, do you do you're, you're blowing vape smoke all over your room right now? If I was in, in your house. I don't want to be protected by the government that I won't get vape smoke blown in my face. I would – that's my own business if I want vape smoke blown in my face. You wouldn't want the government in your house telling you what you can and can't do. I mean at that point, where's your freedom? Where's your privacy? I don't know. Ask Alexa. <laughs> you think they're not reading those logs at the NSA? Um. So <laughs> – my my two cents on that is that uh, they need the storage capacity in order to record everything that's going on, and I I don't think that they have the ability, or not ability, the practical ability to do that because that's well that's what the NSA does. The NSA uh, could do that, but I don't think that the NSA is completely in that whole setup. Um, maybe, I think they want to be. I think they want to be. Um, and yes, that's that's a big problem with. I mean, the same thing goes with Siri. Uh, you know, everybody with an iPhone. You have an iPhone. Yep. Siri on your they, phone. Oh, they listen. I get I get ads almost instantly for shit that I talk about, even when well, my let's, phone let's, is right. let's is not silent. Use that for reasoning either, because when 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 you get ads, you'd be surprised at how targeted an ad can be. Uh, you'd be surprised how targeted an ad can be just by learning very small things about you. Uh, yes, the storage capacity is definitely there. I said the practical ability, which means it takes it takes time and labor to 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 process all these messages and get all the information out of them, transfer it to to other places. And no, it's not that they they can't physically do it. There's a practical thing. It's like. Do you do you have a car? Yes. Can you practically go 100 miles an hour in it? Well, you could physically go 100 miles an hour with it, but practically not for very long. It's it's how much time and I mean, do you have how much money you want to put into the the the, the car to keep it going and keep it serviced and stuff like that? They don't have a practical ability to do that with everybody all the time. Oh yeah, because I was gonna go there, uh, M Ice. Um, I was gonna say you want to know about privacy, you just gotta get a hold of Edward Snowden or. Uh, Julian Assange, and they'll they'll tell you about your precious privacy. Oh, they'll they'll tell you about if, if it's if it's possible to do it. That means the government can get it. So, um, the only thing I think that's probably protecting a lot of people right now is is the fact that they're not famous. Um, if the government gets interested in you for any reason, they can, they can certainly they're certainly set up to get to tap everything you have, um, and they wouldn't be doing it uh, at. at the the uh, I don't know at the Siri level I think they'd be doing it at the, at the hardware level of the phone personally yeah because they that's don't, they a, don't that's a big rabbit hole about, they don't even want Siri knowing about what you're what they're collecting from you 
Um, there's another problem is if you collect all that data, the people's phone batteries are going to, going to die a lot quicker. Uh, if you, if you're, you're recording 24 seven, so you're going to, you're either going to have to be very creative or you're going to have to not record as much. You're going to have to define different information. The practical ability is not completely there yet, but that's fine. The government can just go surveil your house. Once they, once they, they use Siri to find out where you live and, and stuff like that. And then they use their more traditional methods in my opinion. So you've heard it first here from Faz himself. If your battery on your phone is draining very quickly, you've got spooks chasing you. Uh, no, that that was an oversimplification. I'm saying that if they do that, <laughs> that would likely drain your battery quickly. Or it could be that your OS is old. Or it could behave you too much shit on your phone. Or maybe you should close some of the fucking tabs on your fucking laptop. I mean, there's there's half a million reasons why your battery can go down. You you are a closeted tinfoil hat wearing American. I know it. You know, deep down clock, inside, tinfoil hat people love to accuse other people of tinfoil hatness. And <laughs> oh, like, I know I wear one. There is no doubt I wear one. Mm. I'm I'm a conscientious objector. Uh, I. I <laughs> I don't like to listen and, and repeat what other people say. I, I like to at least run it through my brain first. And people have a point when they say you can be spied on. Yes, you totally can be. Um, people have a point when they when they say that here's all these abuses that can happen. Yes. The, the, the question is, is it happening as much as they say? Most likely not. Not not with it's it, not with you, not with other people. They go that they go after specific people for specific reasons. Now, could or be they search for keywords. Well, that's how they get started, and then they use other methods. I mean, again, tapping your phone all the time is going to be used for very specific things because you don't want the phone to die really quickly if you're if you're tapping their phone all the time. So you you want to you want to be strategic. Uh, so M Ice, let me ask you this: You seem to be an expert on that. What do you think about the the graphene OS? Is that as secure as they they say it is? Hey, Rocket Life. I'd like to know that because I'm thinking about with this with this old pixel I got. I, I was thinking about trying graphene. I'm an I'm a flasher. I used to be on on the original Android. The the Samsung Galaxy line started with the Fascinate, and that's where I learned how to ROM swap. So I uh, I'm very familiar with that, and uh, I was thinking about trying graphene. Rocket Life, yeah. Well, so we 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 were a little bit behind tonight uh, for this, so I'm sorry you missed the beginning. Um, we're trying to be as as consistent as we all can be, especially for Fridays. We started about 8:45 Eastern instead of 8:30 like we normally do, and we're running up on an hour now. Um. I'm glad that we had this conversation because I think I think a lot of people panicked when they saw those lawsuits. I'm not panicked. I haven't sold anything. I I just I keep everything. I have probably a grand total of $500 spread out on two exchanges. One of them is Kraken. Uh I have a little bit of stuff over there. Uh I do enjoy that platform and uh I have a bunch of little shit coins uh, on Coinbase that I I did their Coinbase earn thing. So I have probably $100 in Coinbase earnings sitting over there. It's not even enough to transfer because I have like a 1,000 of them, <laughs> and they're all like $2.09 worth of uh, tokens. So 
the majority of it, vast majority of it's on my uh, hardware wallet, and I keep a handy little stash in some hot wallets in case there's anything cool I want to buy. Oh, a reminder. We haven't reminded people in a while as we tail out of here, too. Make sure you keep up on your renewals for your .eth addresses. I almost lost one of my .eth addresses because I forgot to renew it, and they promised sending you an email, and I never got it. I think my spam filter got it. So go check those. If you're a Flare or Songbird person, you need to go in every couple of weeks, and you need to claim your distributions. If you don't claim, Flare just burned like 51 million Flare tokens because they weren't claimed. Uh, so remember to go in and claim your distributions if you're in those ecosystems. Renew your .eth addresses. Um, check on your NFTs every so often. Some of the staking programs. I forgot. I don't know if you remember this, but probably a year ago. I forget the guy's name. He was in our Discord. He was pushing that ohm. Do you remember the ohm staking? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. Yeah. So uh, I told him one day, I said, we were in CFA, and I said, look, if I go and join that platform, will you stop talking about it here? And he's like, yes. So I went and I put a grand in there. And I went, I'm terrible with time. I'm going to guess like two months ago. I finally remembered it. And I went, oh, shit, I got stuff over there. I pulled out what I put in. So I didn't lose anything over there. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. Did you buy the drip token? There's a guy who came and talked about the drip token. No, I, I never bought drip. Um, I disclosed this uh, two casts ago, three casts ago or whatever. I did uh, buy into the playable um, after we interviewed them. And I still I bought some more playable. Uh, they have an entire blockchain they created now. And... Uh, I tried, I posted in CFA, uh, I tried their new bridge and I did a test of a small, like $3 worth of tokens. And they got locked up. Uh, they, there was a glitch, they fixed it and my tokens showed up yesterday. So I didn't have to do anything. Didn't have to put a ticket in They're on top of their game. They're, they're bumping their heads on a few things, but so far it seems to be running great. It is complicated. That that's a bitch that I've had with Gala and some others. They've got to make it simpler because I had to jump through a few hoops to buy their new token. They did an airdrop because they switched chains on their original tokens. So you had to go find those and you had to add this and go here and you can't just buy them on a regular uh, Trader Joe anymore. You got to go to a new contract. I mean, it was kind of a mess. They've got to clean that stuff up. But it was I did it so I, I knew how to do it in the future. Uh, I'm still uh, interested in Audacity. I've been participating over there. I've put a few tickets in there, and Raul has taken very good care of me with any of the issues that I've had. They're growing. Their Discord's completely different. They've rebranded into RadixU. Um, so these updates on a lot of these platforms that we've been with, I've kept up with them. That's why I'm usually not in CFA very much if I'm not building websites or building my own stuff so I can break free of the matrix and do my own thing. I'm catching up on a lot of these older <clears throat> older uh, projects that we've interviewed and 
that we've talked about on here. I'm trying to keep up as best I possibly can. Holo Chain, we did the Holo update. There's a new uh, alpha now with that. They're paying out Holo tokens, so I'm part of that. I'm communicating over on their message boards. They're they're starting to make a lot more progress. A lot of good things happening in crypto, even though the market is in flux, I guess is the best oh, way to put I it. I some good news on... Um... On CFA, maybe maybe that was the European stuff. The fact that Europe is doing so well. Or, by the way, are we going to address this this thing on the bottom of the screen, or are you just going to ignore it and leave it up all the time? No, I I had asked him about graphene, uh, and he answered, but I went on a diatribe. So uh, he he said haven't he, looked into he, it. He was basically saying that uh, apparently uh, encoding and decoding is is a very low wattage thing on phones now. So uh, that that might be a little bit of levity to what I was saying about practical ability. Um, I still don't think, uh, for, for reasons that I can't really define, that the U.S. government is – I still do not get the, 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 the sense that the U.S. government is spying on everybody all the time for all the things, including um, your, your purchase history so that you can, they can advertise to you. Um, if the U.S. government is spying on you, they're spying on you for, for their purposes, and they're kind of deciding when and where to spy on you. As far as – who hears you make a comment so that something gets recommended on Amazon? That's not the government. You're 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 implying that the uh, that Amazon hears every single thing that everybody says, or at least you. And I disagree with that. They don't have the practical capability of doing that. And there, there's laws that I, I believe that that would break. There's spying laws that 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 would break. So and there's, there's people in jail for that. Don't forget that that, that expose that. Uh huh. <laughs> So, um, anyway. addressing the rest. Yes, I've been, I've been disclosing at mice the same things. I've sold a lot of, uh, my holdings previously as well. I I've pared down my holdings over the last six months tremendously. I, I, I would say about half I've pared down about half of what I used to hold in tokens. Um, the only gala that I hold now is what I earn, uh, from the node distributions uh, and once that peaks, I'll probably sell that again. I'm, I'm not holding Gala tokens anymore. Um, glitch, hardware wallet. Uh, I'm using Ledger. However, I have not updated since that kerfuffle opened up, and nor will I update uh, until I am comfortable forced enough. Until you're forced yeah, to. until I'm, I'm comfortable enough with what they're doing. I am looking at other hardware wallet options. <clears throat> I want something open source and I want something that's recommended by some of the top security professionals out there. And until that happens, I'm just standing pat. I figure I'm okay as long as I don't update my software. I'm hoping they didn't push things early and just use the update to turn it on. Um, I don't connect my ledger unless I'm doing a transaction. I disconnect it immediately after. And the bulk of my assets, 80 plus percent of them, are on a hardware wallet as we speak. I got about 15% in a hot wallet and 5% like that sitting on exchanges would be my, my best guess. Um, I wouldn't even say exchanges, like rando wallets, rando hot wallets. There's not, no, I only got like 500 bucks or so on exchanges. That's way less. So, I, I keep it locked up. Where'd you go? Faz disappeared on me. Um, so 
I, I take that very seriously. I don't want my shit stolen. I only interact uh, with MetaMask. There he is. He popped back in. I only interact with MetaMask when I have to. And I regularly, this is something you guys ought to do as well. Go through your trust wallet, your Exodus wallet, your MetaMask, anything you connect to dApps with. And if you, you can see where those connections are active. If you're not using that or rarely using it, pull it, pull that permission back out of there. You don't need to have those sitting in there active. Those are exploitable points that they, people can use to get into your wallets. Audit those every so often, every six months or so. Vow to yourself you're going to go in there. You're going to revoke those permissions that you granted previously. Using that OM, when I got out of the OM, I went into MetaMask and I closed that connection so that they don't have permission for my wallet any longer. So audit yourself on those every so often. Don't forget to do that. That's really, really important. You can also go to Etherscan. And there's a special little place in there where you can go and revoke permissions on the chain side as well. Not only from your wallet, but in the chain. So uh, keep up on those as well. It, it takes you an hour every six months and your security is jacked up tremendously by doing that. All right. Um, so I need to get going. And uh, you, you probably need to get going with all the websites you're maintaining right now. Uh, yeah, I, I'm up. working working some more tonight. Uh, I'm, I, I worked on my wife's ghost site. I worked on the two client sites. I got those migrated over. Uh, a couple other ones are in the works. I set up the uh, Faz Radio and Crypto Faz Academy and Zipbug so I can start building on those. And as soon as you change your, your uh, name host, uh, It'll connect, but it's okay. They're not built yet. You know, it's not a big hurry. I'm working DNS. on two of mine. Yeah, no, it's not the DNS. It's the the uh, host name. DNS will resolve itself. Well, then Just you need, need to send me that name. information so I can change it. I did. I I shot it in your in in our private uh, All right. chat. All right. I'll take a so look I'm going to be doing my sites tonight, revamping those, and be moving on. I haven't forgot about you guys. I try and pop into Discord whenever I can. I've had some good conversations this week with a couple people. Uh, but I am nose down trying to break free of the matrix. I'm building on my own uh, and doing Faz radios. So uh, I am still here. I am still engaged. I'm still following everything. I'm just a lot quieter until I get all this taken care of. And I'm quieter for a lot of other reasons. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to spin things up a, a little bit more soon. We're trying. We're, hey, we're far yeah. more engaged today than we were three months ago because well, this is you a, had uh, stuff remember, going on. I had stuff going on. This is also a bear market. Um, I can guarantee people will be more engaged during a bull market. But the, the good news is we're, we're still here every week engaging regardless. So, Yeah, we, uh, we're committed to that. So love the conversations. Keep it up in, uh, in CFA. The other discords we're all friends in as well. Those are rolling along fantastic. It's There's a lot of positivity, and I want to commend everybody for that. Um, with, with how things have shaken out and with these lawsuits and these scare tactics and everything else, people are – the vast majority is positive. And if you want to affect change, you have to affect it in a positive way. So everybody's spirits are still up. I love it. I love seeing that. Great. All right. right. And on that note, let's uh, let's let's can it. All right. That sounds good. I was reading the rest of the comments. Rocket Life. Sorry you were late. Uh, I've seen some of the stuff, by the way. I've seen your Twitter posts about the stuff you're engaged in. I'm loving it. Keep going. 
Keep doing what you're doing. I, I, I do like it, even though I haven't engaged as much as I used to. Uh, am I bear smash whiplash and pride? They have to remain positive. BTC eight to 12 K wouldn't surprise me. I would love that. I would stack sets at monumental rates at that point. If that dropped to, to eight or 12, I'd be, I'd be mortgaging my house at 7%. I don't care about the interest rate. I'd be buying it glitch. Thanks for coming. Uh, as always, uh, our regular showed up. Thank you so much. We will catch you next week, hopefully on Thursday. We won't have scheduling conflicts. Hopefully we'll be here Thursday and Friday next week. That's it. Take care. I got to find that damn button. Where's my banners? Brand, sorry, wrong one. Ah! <laughs>